Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And six months into 2020, it's starting to look like a long episode of Rick and Morty. It really is. And then, I feel like we've already hit the point in that one episode where they're just like, at the end, they, they get into the little spaceship deal, and they're like, ah, and they're like crying. Like, we've all hit that point so many times so exactly. far in this year. That's the moment yeah. <laughs> of July 1st. Yeah. <laughs> it's really upsetting. Extremely upsetting. Yeah. But we'll get through it. We will. Maybe not our alternate realities. Yeah. They're probably all fucked. But so far, we're surviving. Yeah. Probably every other reality we're dead in, so... We can just travel freely throughout them. That's the bonus. If we ever figure out how to do that. But there's probably a, a reality where theaters are all open. There's no quarantine. And people are seeing movies like nothing's ever happened. Not this one. <laughs> this is definitely not this one. In fact, I know this is going to seem like, oh, didn't you guys just say this last week? But <laughs> AMC is delaying their theater reopening again. Yeah. Yes. Again. On top of this Rick and Morty episode, we might also be in a time loop. Yes. Or Black Mirror. Maybe all of the above. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a giant crossover event. Yeah. <laughs> so the last time we spoke about this, AMC was delaying their opening to July 15th, but now they have pushed it back again to July 30th. Okay. So two weeks. Yes. I, I don't really know what that's going to accomplish. Not saying they shouldn't delay, but again, yeah. it's just like, so two weeks. Is, yeah. is the world going to be fine in two weeks from it's, when you thought it was going to be fine? I also, something like as an as a possibly anal retentive person, it bothers me that they didn't just go the 31st. <laughs> <laughs> well, 30, I don't know. I'm looking at calendar. It's probably yeah, a Friday. It probably is, yeah. But I'm just like, okay, come on. <laughs> Although I think I read some theaters are trying to open like uh, midweeks or something. So that odd hours so that people... Have, have more, more incentive to go yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so the 30th is a Thursday. So that's probably why, because they want to do like midnight showings or whatever trash oh. <laughs> for the Friday release. Yeah, okay. But I don't even know if we have those at this point. Well, here's the problem. What if what if movies delay Yeah. again? Yeah, so they're just going to be open with no good movies to see. There's going to be slinging popcorn. Exactly. <laughs> Popcorn, get your popcorn here. Or they'll just put... Eat it for two hours. You'll be bored, but you'll get some popcorn. They'll play older movies, I guess. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, well, you know what? They're going to have to. Because yeah. guess what? What? Staple movies like Mulan and Tenet have officially delayed yet again. So after all that drama to delay Tenet one time, it's delayed again? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. And they were really, really trying not to delay that movie. Yeah, they were. So, uh, and if you remember, that delay then shifted a bunch of other movies. Yes. For Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mulan is obviously a Disney movie. It's the remake of the animated film from the 90s, I believe. Was it the 90s? Sure. Never saw it. <laughs> Felt like it was a 90s it time. It was when I was a small, like a, yeah. a younger person. It was, so. it was a happier time where yeah. nothing mattered. <laughs> and we didn't have to pay bills. People didn't have to worry about breathing in the wrong place. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it got delayed from July 24th, so it would have been coming up this next month, mm-hmm. to August 21st. So oh, okay. about a mu- a mu- another month, I guess. Yeah, that's almost a whole month. That's a 
pretty big delay. Yeah, uh, and I mean that's the one movie where it's like everyone's like, so is this gonna just hit streaming because yeah. this is the one that people are feeling like it might be the best out of all of the Disney films to hit streaming right for the balance of people want to see it and get people into Disney Plus. Yeah. You know? They're going to lose some money no matter what I think. So it would have been nice to see this one on. Yeah. On streaming. True. But unfortunately we got Artemis Fowl instead. I mean, it was incredible, so. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good they shouldn't bother with a sequel. Yeah. Because they just they can't really top it. They can't top it. No. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, Tenet, as we've already referenced, is going to be a August 12th release now. So it was originally July 31st, uh, and then before that, they actually had it at July 17th. So right. it had been delayed two weeks, and now it's being delayed, I guess, another two weeks-ish. Yeah. And then uh, the third film that was delayed uh, recently was Bill and Ted Face the Music, which is the third installment. Right. Uh, and that's now going to be released on August 28th. And Warner Brothers, I guess, pushed this one also because they did not want to compete with Tenet. That's fair. So I guess they didn't want to cannibalize themselves on, on the you know right. the, the box office numbers. Yeah, that's fair. You know, because they're pretty much the same, same market. Same target audience, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that, but I was like, I'll let it go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of Tenet, it's a... Christopher Nolan film Mm -hmm. and if you remember they did a trailer sneak peek in Fortnite for that film yeah a few months back uh now they're taking it a step further and the Nolan films are now going to be in Fortnite just for people to watch as full length movies this has already happened as of June 26th Mm -hmm. Inception Batman Begins and the Prestige will all be viewable through Fortnite on their big screen. So I'm assuming it's a separate location than the actual game. This is pissing I, me off. Because I, like, I, don't, I like being able to say I've never played Fortnite, but I want to know what this looks like. Right? <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's my problem, too. I'm like, I, I want to know what this is, yeah. but I don't want to have got on to Fortnite. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, it's, it's I've a, been in Fortnite. It's a point of personal pride to say, no, exactly. I've never played that. Especially at this yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. You should ask one of your friends to get on and tell us what it looks like. I don't know if I actually know anybody who has played Fortnite. Didn't Craig play briefly? I actually don't know. I'll have to ask him. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. If he has, <laughs> he's not allowed in our war zone parties anymore. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Craig. This is not colorful enough for you. <laughs> What's that in the sky? Is it a film? No. It's a cluster strike, bitch. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I mean, it's interesting, right? And yeah. obviously, this is like... I'm assuming the relationship of them putting that trailer in Fortnite was successful. Yes. And so, they probably took it a step further. This is probably their way of, again, trying to get more of a market share of younger audiences to want to see Tenet. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all good movies. I, I kind of feel like maybe put The Dark Knight instead of Batman Begins, but that's just, yeah. that's just my opinion. Yeah. I do think it's interesting, though, like all of the, what are the, all of these movies rated? I feel like they're not for children. 
I mean, really, they're not, right? And then we kind of talked about that in the past. Like, I don't understand. Tenet doesn't seem like it's a film that should be targeting to people in Fortnite. Are they? Do you think they're doing... I just... It dawned on me. They're doing this to try to get more non-children to play Fortnite. You think? Mm, no? I don't know why Warner Brothers would care to help a video no, game they're get just, more no, people No, I'm not saying it. Warner Brothers is doing it for that reason, but Fortnite is like, yeah, let's do that. Maybe we can get some actual adults to play our game so that they can watch these movies. I mean, adults do play the game. There's okay. plenty of streamers who... I mean, Ninja is known for playing Fortnite. Oh, fair enough. There's plenty of streamers who are of age that play... Okay. Fortnite. It's not like it's I know only it's not kids, only children, but, but it seems like it's it the does majority. feel like a game that really calls the children, especially with their stupid ass dancing. Yeah. What's that the, the the devils? What's that? What's that like old timey fucking thing? Dancing was like the devils. Oh. Something. <laughs> I don't. This know. is good. This means I'm not old enough. <laughs> this is good. I don't know. This what helps you're my about. case that I'm I'm a I'm a youngster. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's a thing. Whatever. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, and also, so these films will be aired at different times depending on the country you're in. So obviously, going to be an impact on when they are in the Fortnite. Got it. Game. The Fortnite. The Fortnite. <laughs> I think you can just go online to their website and find out the okay. schedule for your location. Yeah. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. Uh, but they will not allow broadcasting or recording of the movies, obviously, for copyright reasons. Yeah. And Not anybody all. who tries to do so will be subject to anti-piracy and DCMA regulations. Cool. So, basically, they're... Also, probably get uh, banned or suspended I would from imagine. whatever streaming service I would imagine. and the game. Yeah. So, do it on Mixer. Yeah, there you go. So, it doesn't matter. <laughs> bit of a shout out from the past if you will yeah coming up uh apparently netflix uk twitter account has confirmed that chicken run 2 is going to happen on the service chicken run 2 <laughs> have you there... seen chicken run no i i don't know if i've actually ever seen it either I'm... i know of it i remember yeah. it it's like the same creators of the uh Gromit and Wallace, Wallace and, Gromit. and Gromit. Yeah, it's I like just, clay animation. Yeah, claymation. I've seen. I remember seeing like the previews and stuff, but I was like, yeah, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. So people cared enough to make a second one. That's interesting. I mean, what like thirty years later? I mean, yeah, maybe maybe it's better than I expected. Who knows? Maybe we should check it out. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Okay, so it's been twenty years to the day since the original was released. Okay, I recall the chickens had teeth. And that always terrified me. I mean, it should. Do chickens have teeth? They don't no, have teeth, right? they don't. Never... They have beaks. Yeah, well, yeah, but I didn't know if there was, like, secret teeth inside the beak. No, because they have a gullet. That's, they pick up stones and there's, like, yeah, a pouch right? in their throat that they grind and then their they stuff grind with. Up, yeah. yeah. They're like they Brachiosaurus, don't... obviously. Yeah. They're just... They're, no teeth, no. <laughs> I mean, I guess they would be because they're descendants of dinosaurs. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well, if all of the delays of movies and uh, the reality that Fortnite's taking over everything have been weighing you down, we got some good news. HBO Max extends their DC films to December that they were going to be removing this month. Yeah, they should. They fucking should. Yeah, right? I don't understand. It's WB owned. That's like their staple movies for the... 
you know, DC. Yeah, it doesn't even make any sense that they just, had like, considered taking them off at this WB point. WB is basically DCEU mm-hmm. and Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings, right? Am, yeah. am I missing anything? Those are like their staple bra- brands, right? Yeah, Franchises. Those, yeah, those are the big ones. And I don't even know if they really technically own the Lord of the Rings like, I don't know movie if they do either. stuff. I think they just got to do it. Yeah. So... Why wouldn't you just keep them on your HBO Max service, which is intended to draw people in for the big name stuff? Yeah, they're not... Putting it on and being like, not even a month later, oh, we're going to take it off now, is a real shit move. That's like a bait and switch situation exactly. right there. Like, look at all this cool stuff we're going to have. Okay, now you're exactly. signed up. Never mind. Hell, they don't even have Man of Steel on there, which is the only one I was interested in watching again. Oh, that's embarrassing. Because the ones I do care about, I have. Yeah. You know? That's very so. odd. So yeah, they're gonna be there till December. Whoever's making their decisions is confused. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it seems they must be. You know, doesn't make any sense. It's very strange. Very strange. You know what else is strange? Doctor Strange too. Oh, I was gonna say things. Oh, no, I was going a different segue. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, it has been confirmed that Chiwetel Ejiofor is returning as Baron Mordo in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Which I mean, duh. Yeah, I is this I guess it's official news because yeah. I don't think it has been stated that he is. Right. But I mean there's like was I, everybody gonna be shocked by I this? I wonder. Yeah, I don't the only guy in the other movie who was set up to be the next villain. Yeah, it's not hmm, unreasonable. Will he be in the sequel? <laughs> Where it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> yes, yes he will. I mean, even if he wasn't going to be the main villain, I I thought it was obvious that he's going to be yeah. in it. He's essentially the Loki for the Doctor Strange franchise. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And then, full disclosure, I did look up and watch a video on how to pronounce his name. So. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I cheated. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm really interested to see where the direction goes for that movie. It's going to be pretty fucked up and weird, I, I hope. And we know Sam Raimi is attached to Doctor Strange too, mm-hmm. so that to an extent's gonna give it some kind of horror element. Even though they have backtracked on it being a official horror film within the Marvel universe, right? Which is bullshit. How they lost the director because of it. Yeah. Um, but Sam Raimi also tied to Evil Dead franchise. He, mm-hmm. you know, basically made his career with the Evil Dead movie. Yes. Turn into a franchise. Mm-hmm. There's been a reboot. Yeah. But Bruce Campbell, the star of that franchise, mm-hmm. also has been in all these Spider-Man films, the original Spider-Man trilogy, playing cameos with yeah. his buddy Sam Raimi. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Campbell has been interviewed uh, and announced that the new title for Evil Dead 4 is going to be Evil Dead Rise. Okay. It was actually already announced as Evil Dead Now, and they've changed it. Already. Evil Dead now sounds like a streaming service solely dedicated to Evil Dead movies. <laughs> that's the only thing that's on I there. mean, at this point, <laughs> they're keeping this franchise going. Yeah. So. <laughs> but Evil Dead Rise is really not that yeah. much better. And they even have that show. I don't remember what. I think it's Showtime or Stars. Ash versus Evil Dead? No, that's Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah? That's it? Yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't watched it. I can't remember what it's on. I just remember seeing that it existed. Yeah. I mean, both names are pretty fucking stupid. Yes, and I fair. Just, but I feel like this one's even worse. Uh, it's on Hulu, apparently, and there's been three seasons. Okay, I know it was canceled. Okay. 
That's crazy. I didn't realize there had been three seasons of it. Anyway. Some of those movies are just so ridiculous. But, like, some of the parts are just, yeah. like, I can't believe well, this the is first, real. Well, the first one, I think, was intended to be an actual horror film. And then it shifted to, like, more of a, a spoof of horror films. Can be ridiculous. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they targeted to what they knew was, was working. And uh, was it the, the third one? Was probably my favorite. Army of Darkness. Oh, yeah. I think that's right. Well, you know, on the subject of campy, ridiculous movies, I've got a good one for you. Remember that movie we watched, Velocipaster? <laughs> yeah. The the crime-fighting half-raptor, half-pastor. Yeah. So for anybody who hasn't watched this, immediately go find it. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, so hopefully you have that membership. It's about a pastor who uh, is like a were-raptor somehow. Like he turns into a raptor uh, for some... He was bit un- by... He was... Yeah. Or no, no, he was scratched by a claw. There's some kind of tooth or claw situation that is like an ancient relic or whatever. Yeah. And it scratches him or whatever, injures him in some way. And so then he becomes a, a were-raptor, essentially. Yeah. He turns into a raptor and goes on rampages. Yeah. Um, he... It's great. It's just the, the, it's very, very low budget and very, very bad, but in a very good way. <laughs> um, so if you're into ridiculous, campy, horror-ish movies, check that one out. And FYI, there's going to be a sequel. <laughs> Only the sequel, the, the information I got about the sequel says it's about a lesbian couple who fights Dracula in Australia. What? Okay, yeah, so there's a lot of questions there. <laughs> is... So are they going to be Velocipastors? Velocipussy? No? I just I just don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So is this an actual sequel, or is this just it says, the same people doing a different film? It says it's a sequel, but I think that might be unclear. And part of what the charm of that film was is how so how low budget and terrible yeah. it was that it yeah. made it kind of charming. Yes. To make that cult classic, you know. Yes. Yeah. So I I don't understand if 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 there's a sequel, are they getting a bigger budget? Is it going to take away from the the charm of what they did with the yeah. first film? I have no idea, and I can't wait to find out. Okay. Well, I, <laughs> in Australia. Yeah. Didn't know Dracula lived there now. I mean, clearly, he must have moved there. Got kicked out of Austria or something. Yeah, seemed like a weird place to move. Yeah. A lot of heat. <laughs> yeah. A lot of sun, a lot of heat. Maybe he's on, like, a uh, summer holiday. He's, like... On a, he's, like, on a kangaroo diet. <laughs> Maybe, like, it's the... He lives in the Northern Hemisphere, right? So, during... In winter... No, in during summer up here in the Northern Hemisphere, it's actually winter in Australia. That's true. So, maybe he goes to Australia on vacation. That's because a valid there's point. less sun during the winter. Valid point. <laughs> but it's very Although, close to the equator. Why didn't so... he just move to places where like, at night most of the fucking year? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like north of the Arctic Circle. Yeah. But maybe he can't handle the cold. I don't know. <laughs> got a lot of questions for Dracula. Yeah, yeah we do. If, if Dracula, hopefully, if you, hopefully if, he does an interview at some point. And, and Dracula, if you're listening, we'd love to interview you on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Acula. <laughs> well, I think this is a movie that would be really fun to watch in a group. Yes, actually, um, my group text with some of my friends, they like suggested that we watch it. And I was like, oh, sorry, I've already seen it. And they're like, how the fuck have you already seen this? 
because we have a podcast, bitch. Um, but we ended up watching, I can't remember, oh, The Lighthouse or something instead. And so after my experience with whatever the fuck weird thing we used, it was trash. I think we ended up having to do Zoom. And then one person played it on their end and then we just watched their screen. It was weird. So Amazon isn't here to save the fucking day with that because apparently they have their own native watch party app now just built into the service. So we could watch it as a group. We could. Without having to leave our homes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, It allows up to 100 viewers. So I have a lot of questions about that. Like who the fuck knows 100 people that want to watch a movie with them at the same time for one. Yeah. And then would all 100 people have an Amazon Prime membership? Like, how- Is there going to be like some battle royale aspect of this where people, <laughs> yeah. it's like a scream concept where there are people getting picked off while watching this film. Yeah. The last one surviving. Exactly. Wins. Yeah. To see Win- the end of the movie. To see the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. I have a lot of questions about the 100 viewer limit. Um, it looks like it's still in beta. So maybe that'll change when they realize that's insane. Who knows? Um, and... Uh- Maybe not. Whatever. Amazon seems to be fucking taking the internet and the world by storm these days and has been for a while. So they're probably like, fuck it. We'll we'll see how it goes. But um, two downsides, though, are you must be a Prime member to use it. So if your one friend doesn't have Prime, then sucks to suck. They can't be a part of it. Um, And... (laughs) (laughs) I could just see that in the group text. Joe's like, I don't have Amazon Prime. Yeah. Response, sucks to suck. Yep, that's true. That's what you can say. Um, and it's only available on internet browsers right now. There's like, it's not available through the app on your console or on like a Roku or anything like that. And you can't do it on your mobile phone app yet. I'm hoping that they'll expand. I'm assuming they will since they're just testing well, it. Well, if it's beta, yeah. Yeah. All... But I mean, that's what we did whenever I did the little watch party thing we did. Yeah. It was on my laptop anyway. So that's not really a big deal for me, but I'm just mentioning it in case anybody yeah. gives a shit. But cool. it, all in all, it's great that they're getting, they have their own native watch party app. It just makes it a lot easier. Well, speaking of making things easier for the viewer. Yeah. Cobra Kai, if you remember, is a YouTube show and they were going to get rid of it and sell to another streaming service. Netflix, I believe, was competing with Amazon Prime for it. Mm -hmm. Well, Netflix won. Okay. So they're going to have all three seasons. There's only two out right now. The third has not aired. But all three seasons are going to be on Netflix. So people have the ease of watching all three in one location. Nice. Uh, It seems that YouTube is getting out of the show. The show business. Business of making their own things. Good. I mean, I'd rather watch something on Netflix anyway because I don't have to watch a fucking ad every, like, three seconds. Uh, and they have not announced the air date of the third, but mm-hmm. I imagine they would put the first two out before they put the third. Yeah. That would be my assumption because you want to get people Hyped. excited for it, right? Yeah, for and sure. And they're old already. And it would be weird to just drop three seasons all at once. Yes. Fair. Anyone who was a fan of The Karate Kid, I hear great things about the show. Yeah. So I'll probably be checking it out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, now that it's going to Netflix, I'm for sure in. Because before I was like, I'm not fucking watching a TV show on YouTube. That's not a thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, we always get those free trials. Yeah. Nope. Garbage. (laughs) Um, It's interesting. Like, I literally had no idea something like that was like a total throwback from the past existed. Mm -hmm. And so now we'll get to watch it. It's cool. Yeah. Well, that's not the only throwback from the past that you'll get to watch soon. Are you for real? I am super (laughs) for real. (laughs) What else do we have? I'm for the realist. 
okay. of reality. Okay. Elizabeth Banks is planning to play Miss Frizzle in a live-action reboot of Magic School Bus as a movie. Oh, shit. I didn't know that was even happening. Yeah. I don't know if I've really ever watched the show. I watched I, it. I know of it. Yeah. I know there's a magical school bus involved. What? Unless I'm thinking of a different show. Maybe you're confused. It's I'm pretty sure it's about dogs. <laughs> Non-magical dogs. <laughs> Very realistic dogs. <laughs> they just eat, sleep, and shit. That's all they do. Yeah. Um, it's a webcam, really. Yeah. <laughs> live stream of a webcam all day all day every day uh yeah i remember watching this show like a bit i'm pretty sure they like put it on in school at some point too but i don't have like a huge nostalgic attachment to it but i'm down to fucking check it out i like elizabeth banks a lot so i remember this and like arthur or whatever fuck that show is called (laughs) arthur who was apparently an aardvark. Who knew that? Did anyone know that? I thought he was like an ant. Which is hilarious because he was an anteater. Yeah. But maybe that's why I was maybe thinking that's he was why, an ant. Yeah. But he, he does physically look more like an ant he looks than he more looks like, like an, like an, an aardvark. aardvark. Yeah. And then <laughs> I just saw like some meme today that was like when you wear your mask below your chin or whatever or with your nose out of it and it mm-hmm. has a picture of Arthur with headphones on and the headphones are here but his ears are on the top of his head. Oh. <laughs> I was like, okay. That's good. <laughs> Of course, that meme came up in my feed after yeah. we were talking about Arthur yesterday. Uh, but yeah, Elizabeth Banks, she's, she's been in a lot of things lately. Yeah. I, I feel like she's gotten a lot of controversy on her way for things she's said about previous movies, but yeah. I don't know what she could possibly say about a magical school bus to that would piss anybody someone. off. Yeah, right. I'm like, well, it wasn't magical enough, so <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> Um, yeah, she's got like, I think she has her own production company. I've seen her listed as producer on quite a few. Yeah, she's, she's in these days too. I, I think she was pretty much one of the reasons that the, uh, Charlie's Angel reboot even happened, yeah. right? Yeah, I think you're right. I think she pushed for that. So yeah, I, I just remember PBS had that show. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's exciting for some child out there. Yeah. Who rides a school bus and which wishes it was magical. Yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be geared more towards the people that used to watch it, but. Well. Them to bring their children. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough. Well, we have a lot of news coming through Hollywood these days, and specifically with the uh, political and social climate going on. There's been a lot of news coming down about actors stepping down from roles based on a differing race of the voice versus the character. So, like, in animated shows, we have a lot of people that were voicing the character who was either... um, mixed race or african-american or something like that and the person who voices them is white and so a lot of those people have started stepping down some of the big news stories were uh, mike henry who voiced cleveland brown on family guy is leaving the role oh he didn't voice the football team i mean i don't know for sure (laughs) you're ridiculous I mean, we should probably fact check this. I don't know yeah. if it's a character or the team. You know, I never noticed that his name was the football team <laughs> until just now that you said that. I'm like, oh, that is his name. Um, and he was also obviously the voice of Cleveland on the Cleveland show, but that show is no longer a thing. Um, and his statement was, persons of color should play persons of color. Jenny Slate and Kristen Bell stepped down from roles voicing mixed race characters Um, Jenny Slate is the voice of Missy on Big Mouth, who is a mixed-race little girl. And Kristen Bell voiced Molly Tillerman, 
who on Central Park, and I think she's also mixed race. I haven't watched that show. I'm kind of bummed. I mean, I'm sure they'll find a really great replacement, but I liked the show Big Mouth, and I, I'm sure I'm wondering if it'll be weird whenever they find a replacement for her because she's like an established character. She's a main character, and I like Jenny Slate. I think she's cool. Uh, and then The Simpsons announced that they will no longer have white actors voice non-white characters. Yeah, and they kind of already did that with Apu's character. They Hank Azaria. Yeah, he stepped, he stepped down, down in January, think, last I think. year, right? Oh, in January. It's been a long year. It's been a while, yeah. It feels like two <laughs> years, but it's only been six months. Um, yeah, he had already stepped down, but then they put the announcement that they're just going to make an across-the-board decision on that. So does that include the voice of Bart being a older woman? I somehow doubt it. Actually, fair point, though, with Sim- The Simpsons. All the characters are yellow. I mean... Well, not the non... That's true. Yellow do... is the default of white people know, in the show. I know, but it's like, they're they're not human. They don't look human. <laughs> they're not human. They don't look human. <laughs> they're obviously... Some people actually have hair. Others have, others have skin spikes. that is hair. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. They're not like... Andrew... No consistency. It's ridiculous. So... I understand the need to be inclusive and make sure that everyone is getting the chance to do, uh, to be a part of these shows, not being held back because of the color of their skin. But I think it's also a little bit confusing because, um, literally this is the definition of discriminating based on the color of your skin. Yeah. And people have brought that up a lot in social media and stuff. Like, how are we going to This is just a very interesting situation in society right now. Yeah. Because you have this fine line of trying to diversify, which is a good thing. Yes. Uh, Obviously, if a character is reflective of a certain culture, Mm -hmm. you want that to be there within the voice acting or just the actor, whatever the situation. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, acting is is the whole point of acting is to be something you're not. It's supposed to be to get the audience to believe you are that character. I know that the idea is is to counteract the decades or longer amount of potential systemic racism or disadvantage based on the color of your skin or your way of life or whatever various different things that are going on right now. Um, but I worry that we're overcorrecting in things like this where talent really should have a say. That is a and good point. Is that's a good term too? Is overcorrecting. It's um because I'm not saying that the role shouldn't go to a person of color whose ethnic background matches the character, but I feel like it seems fair that everyone should be given the equal chance to portray that character. And whether you yourself are that character in real life or a version of that type of character, I don't think that should prevent you from being able to perform as that character. And some people are better actors than others. And yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm, I think it's, it's a I think the bigger situation. I think the bigger problem in in Hollywood is that there's groups of actors who tend to work with certain directors yes. and all that stuff frequently. Yes, and that alone, not necessarily even about ethnicity, right. but that alone just kind of limits the actor pool. You're right. That's in, a, it's a very good point. in Hollywood yeah. because they're just always working with the same people rather than having. A variety of actors all the time. Totally nobody's looking at Martin Scorsese right now. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody at all. Uh, not a single but person. But to be fair, it's a lot of... Yeah, no, no, it's not just him. Especially it's with just, comedies. You see, like, the yes. same group of people the in the same people. comedies a yes. lot. because they're all hilarious and they have really good chemistry together. However, yeah. it shouldn't prevent them from bringing in new people if they're doing a yeah. new project. I think that's one of the things that Kristen Bell voluntarily stepped down from her character. And it was... It came out that um, it was... 
I guess, a project put together by Josh Gad and whoever else. And they kind of just like called their buddies to like put mm-hmm. this show together. And there wasn't really necessarily an open casting call. Yeah. So in that situation, I totally get it. I think maybe a better way of doing this kind of stuff going forward is to say everybody has to have an open casting call. So that you, you're allowed to let others come in. You, you need to watch what everyone can do and choose the best part rather than saying, I want this person for it. You know? I mean, let's be honest, though. Like, that's just how society is in general, not even just in Hollywood. What job do you not have? You know, yeah. the, the legal thing is you're supposed to post it publicly on the website, whatever, for a company. So anybody can apply. Yes. But that doesn't mean that the person who's hiring hasn't already picked the person that they want that's in true. that position. That's very true. You're right. There is a huge problem with favoritism and nepotism and people just word of mouth. Like literally most people get their job from knowing somebody who knew about the job inside the company. Exactly. So here's where I'm interested in seeing where this goes for the future though. Because it is good to have diversity and they should for certain characters. You know, for example, Black Panther. You're obviously going to need to have a cast that's going to reflect the whole backdrop of yeah what black panther is yeah. as a culture yeah as a character yeah. you know society right um but okay take god of war for example mm-hmm. the voice actor is a, is a, a black actor mm-hmm. for those games yeah but he's playing a greek character yes so should he then be a greek actor i don't think it's necessary I think that, in my opinion, I think that the animated animated type situation, I personally don't think it matters what color you are to voice the role or what gender you are. It's whoever does the better voice and who does the voice that works better for the role. Yeah. But I'm not the one making decisions yeah. and I'm not well, society. Well, I, I think as long as culture is not a part of the character. Yes. Like, if that's not a factor in what the character needs to be. Yes. If it's just a random-ass character. If the character is not intended to represent a group of people, Mm -hmm. then I don't think it necessarily matters in that sense. That's fair. As far as who you can pick. Right. But obviously if the character is going to be, again, Black Panther. Yeah. You need to allow that representation. Yeah. However, I will say, uh, I'm just going to bring up a show I already talked about, The Great. They are literally, I know it's like partially comedy, so they maybe, Mm -hmm. they're not taking themselves as seriously as a big blockbuster movie might. But they have tons of different races and ethnicities playing they're all russians and you don't question it you're like okay sure Mm -hmm. there's definitely a russian lord that is african-american looking for sure don't i don't care it doesn't bother me so it doesn't like inner interrupt the flow of anything and they totally still pull it off because the cast is so diverse that i think it's not like oh there's like four black people and the rest of the hundred are white but it's there's people that look like they're Middle Eastern. There's people that are Asian. There's, there's well, every I, single race. I also think, I, I think it really depends on the goal of what you're doing. If the context of your thing is meant to be far-fetched and ridiculous, then doing stuff like that doesn't really matter. But obviously, if you're trying to tell a serious period piece, then historically, you would want to be accurate with what you're representing, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I the other thing too is, that show wasn't meant to be like completely ridiculous and ridiculously inaccurate the whole time. Like there were accuracies, but they were just loosely based. So there were some funny things that like obviously wouldn't have happened, but for the most part, it was like a period piece. So I don't think it has to be all or nothing. I think it can be shades of gray. Well, in the end too, it's 
everyone's gonna have different opinions on what is and isn't a thing or should or shouldn't be a thing mm-hmm. you know and in the end it, it there's never gonna be an answer of a, a, a straight answer to solving what is or isn't considered a problem true uh the best we can do as a society is just allow that people the opportunity to be yeah. in things you know yeah. that that want to be and and represent everybody in a way that they all feel like they can enjoy the content that they watch diversity is obviously a great thing yeah so it's good to have it in there we just need to learn how to do it properly so that we don't like you said overcorrect well on the same subject of changing to figure out a better way to do things based on current events brooklyn 99 actually already had four episodes written for season eight but they decided to scrap those first four episodes and do a major rewrite to figure out a different direction to go after evaluating the role of um, law enforcement in current society Um, terry cruz made a statement and part of it is as follows our showrunner dan gore They had four episodes all ready to go, and they just threw them in the trash. We have to start over. Right now, we don't know which direction it's going to go in. This is an opportunity right now for us all to unite and get together and understand what this is, and we have to battle this together, which is aptly said, in my opinion. Yeah, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine has been a show that, you know, it represents a lot of diversity. They've they've touched upon things in the past. There was actually an episode all about Mm -hmm. uh, black men in relation to... Yeah. Police officers and all that stuff. I, I don't remember what season it was, but there was a whole episode about that. Yes. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see what they can do with this show. Because, you know, it is obviously a show that's meant to be funny. Yes. And and the characters are all lovable. So, mm-hmm. but knowing that they have, you know, Captain Holt, who is a black character. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got Terry Crews, who is also a black character. Mm-hmm. Uh, both characters that are in positions... Of power. Of power within the show. So it will be very interesting to see how they can uh, tackle this show with characters like that who are essentially on both ends of the spectrum when it comes to the uh, issue at hand that they need to address. Yep. I'm interested to see where they go with it. Yeah, and I have all the confidence in them. They they always do good stuff. I am curious, too, though, what they had planned already that they're going to just throw away. I kind of wonder if they could just do something where they... Maybe do those as like little webisodes or something like yeah. later on as like a bonus stuff that's not. Yeah, maybe maybe they'll save them for a later season. See what happens. Yeah, a lot of changes happening in the world. Indeed. You know what else is changing? What? The Princess Bride. Somebody actually is fucking doing it. Yep. Someone beat me to it. What the fuck? They took my idea and they ran with it. That's rude. So Quibi is going to have a remake of The Princess Bride. I don't understand how they're going to do that. They're short form content. Uh, Well, beginning June 29th, chapters will be released weekly. Okay. So the, basically they're going to be filmed at home by all the actors involved. And then they're going to, I guess, clip it together Okay. to make chapters, which will then be aired on Quibi. Yeah. So who's going to be in it? Do we uh, know? Too many people. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Joe Jonas, Sophie Turner, Tiffany Haddish, Common. Yeah, the rapper. That's a name? Yeah, it's a rapper. He's a rapper. Okay. I don't know who he is. Yeah. Neil Patrick Harris. Now that's a rapper. All right. (laughs) David Birdka, Chris Pine, Annabelle Wallace, Hugh Jackman, Jennifer Garner, Elijah Wood, uh, John Hamm. What? 
said, okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> a lot more. Yeah. That's only half of the list. Yeah. And that well, the list doesn't even have everybody. Okay. So oh, I, I'll add a couple more. Taika Waititi uh-huh. <laughs> and Zazie Beats. Okay. That sounds like it's going to be insane. Be yeah. It's, I mean, I, I, I'm, I wonder how, how quickly they threw this together. I mean, they had to have thought of this as a way to, to bring people back to the service, right? Since it's oh, yeah. losing so much sure. money. Absolutely. They're trying to get a way to keep people coming back after their trial expires. But are they allowed to? Do they even own the rights to the Princess Bride? They must it, have. Because it it's not like it's like a fairy tale, right? It's It was like and it was like just... a created film specifically, right? Yeah. It's not based off anything, is it? Uh, I don't know. Is it a book? It might be a book. That's news to me if it is. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not the right As far person. as I knew, from what I thought, I thought Disney owned it or something like that. 1987. It was a long time ago. Maybe they have... Oh, yep. The 1973 novel, The Princess Bride. Okay. So you learned something new. I did yeah, not know it was actually it based been, off of a book. I didn't know for sure. <laughs> so the question is, was the book intended to be satire? I would imagine. Hmm. Now uh, I want to read that. Distributed by 20th Century Fox. Okay. So anybody can do it. Yeah. Okay. News to me. Now I want to look for that. Yeah, the book? Yeah. Yeah, okay. We'll look into it then. Well, that sounds like a really exciting project. I mean, not as exciting as the one I had. Fair. Yeah, yours did sound better. I had a way better idea for this. What, what episode was that? It was a long time ago. It was ago. like one of the first episodes. Yeah. I'm going to leave the, the listener in suspense. Yeah. I don't... One of the episodes that we previously put out had a really great plan for remaking it. So you'll have to get figured out. It was out. during the time that there was rumors that they were doing a remake of the film. Mm-hmm. Although, I wonder now if that's what this is. But that was a while ago, so. Yeah. Anyways, I made it work very well. Yeah. Fuck you, Quibi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, another remake sort of situation we got going on here is Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, I did a little bit. Well, do we have a remake? It's not exactly a remake, but it doesn't say. Uh, let me just get into it. Margot Robbie and Christina Hodson are set to work on a new Pirates of the Caribbean film. However, it is not to be confused with the other reboot that is already in process by the creator of Chernobyl. So that's not the same one. <laughs> Apparently everybody's just really doubling down on Pirates of the Caribbean like 20 years later. I don't know. <laughs> uh, this one's going to have the same writer as Birds of Prey, obviously, and the an original female-fronted story with new characters presented under the same pirate's name. And they're calling it not a spinoff and not a sequel. So, um... So they're just... Gender just, swapping. Maybe, but because it said new characters. Well, yeah, they're not going to be the exact same characters, but essentially they're just trying to do the same thing with gender swapping. Yeah, it says an original story, so it's a new story, at least. We know it's not following the same timeline or storyline or whatever, but I found out, I did some digging on this and I found out more information. Apparently yeah. there's lore. Okay, so in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, it used to have a section with women being auctioned off. Which was apparently changed in 2017 um, for, you know, reasons. Um, and. I mean, that's it, happening <laughs> in 2020, it sounds like now. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, so when it used to have these, like, I haven't been since I was a kid, so I don't know what it looks like now. But when it used to have these women being auctioned off, there was uh, this hot chick one. Like, one of the animatronic women was, like, a beautiful babe situation, and she was wearing red. And so they nicknamed her Red. She's got red hair as well. Um, And it is said that she might be the basis for this story because she has a story that later she became a pirate after an encounter with Captain Jack Sparrow. 
So it's like fan theory floating around that this new female-fronted story could be about Red. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, right off the bat, Margot Robbie's working on this with Christina Hodson, who wrote Birds of Prey, right? Yes. I, I'm going to assume it's going to be basically Harley Quinn personality. As a pirate. As a pirate. Yeah, probably. That's what I'm getting out of yeah, this. Yeah, we'll just have to see where it goes. Which I guess you could argue is what Jack Sparrow is. Yeah, that's true. So you could argue that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm always down for more Margot Robbie. She's a great actor, so yeah. I'm not against this at all. Yeah. It just seems weird that they are also rebooting the franchise and then doing this and then saying this is not a part of a reboot yeah. or a sequel or a side thing. So what is it? Those are your only options. At least it's not like... Those are the only options you have. What is it? At least it's not like Bumblebee where they're like, it's all of them. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. <laughs> Schrodinger's yes. cat of yeah. Hollywood. Yep. Indeed. But, you know, seeing um, Margot Robbie as Captain Jack Sparrow tr- gallivanting around the ocean doing shit, that's cool. Sure, With red hair? Not? With red hair? Exactly. You'll be into it. <laughs> and uh, as I could just have one request. Maybe don't do the fucking Davy Jones weird shit again, because that was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean... They did it, so... Yeah, but if they don't do it again... Well, that's what I'm saying. They already did it, so I don't think they're going to do it again. I mean, we didn't think they were going to make, what, six Pirates of the Caribbean movies either, and here we are. (laughs) I think that they got better after the second and third one. That's true. They were still not as good as the first, but but nothing ever will be. a little bit, yes. True. At least they were different stories. Yeah, yeah. I just think they need to leave the, the ocean creatures in the fucking ocean. So, you want Atlantis to fuck off? I mean, in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, yes. Okay. They can stay wherever they're... Well, I have bad news for you. What is it? Director Colin Trevorrow doesn't agree with you, and he thinks you're an idiot. Oh. Well, that's fucking rude. So much that he's going to get a Atlantis film made by Universal. I mean, I'm okay with that. I just don't want... No, no, no. You made it clear. No, I just... You made it real fucking clear. I just didn't want them getting involved with pirates. Well, I... (laughs) You hear that, Colin? You better not have any fucking pirates in your movie. Yeah. Uh, so they are going to be creating a Atlantis film with Universal. Uh, it's going to be centered around the mythical city of Atlantis, a lost continent in the Indian Ocean between Africa and India, which is described as multicultured civilization with its own advanced technology. So, so Black Panther. I was like, is it Wakanda? <laughs> Aquatic Panther. Underwater Wakanda. Wakanda water. Wakanda water. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, it sounds interesting. Obviously, Colin Trevorrow uh, is known for rebooting Jurassic Park with Jurassic World. Mm -hmm. Uh, He then left to do the Star Wars Episode Nine, got fired for stupid whatever reasons. Now he's back with Jurassic World 3. We know he can do it. We know Steven Spielberg is all about this guy. Mm Mm-hmm. This is a very interesting premise for me, so I'm all board on board with this. Yeah. On a pirate ship. Yeah. Unlike you. No, you can't be on a pirate ship. Oh. <laughs> I mean, basically, if this is just going to be more Aquaman, mm-hmm. but its own characters. Right. Do it. I'm I'm down for that. That's for sure. You get Margot Robbie. Yeah. As like a redheaded Atlantean. We already have one of those. Oh. <laughs> but this one doesn't attack jack sparrow okay 
and then try and tell and people that, that it was the her. opposite. Yeah, I mean, that's probably ideal. <laughs> that was a good tie-in there. Thanks. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm interested in this. Uh, the only downside to this is the writer is going to be Dante Harper, who is known for Alien Covenant, oh. which was not the greatest film. Okay. Uh, had a lot of high hopes for that one, and it did not succeed. It's unfortunate. Well. But it's not the only thing in the world that hasn't succeeded. That's true. I've got another one for you. How many attempts have they made at a ter- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? Five of you. Six if you count the animated film. Okay. Were they all bad? No, the first okay. three were good. Okay. Those were like the 90s films. Right. And then the other two that Michael Bay did, <laughs> I mean, there's your answer right there. Yeah. Uh, they were okay. They were not the greatest character designs, mm-hmm. but the second movie was kind of going into more of the cartoony 90s tone, yeah. which I liked, but overall the movies were bad. Okay. And then they had like an early 2000s animated one that was just, you know, like straight to DVD kind of thing. Gotcha. All right, well, I have uh, maybe maybe good news for you. <laughs> Nickelodeon has a press release that says Point Grey, which is a production company overseen by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, is now going getting involved with another reboot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, it's going to be directed by Jeff Rowe, who uh, directed Gravity Falls and Disenchantment, and it'll be written by Brendan O'Brien, who did Neighbors and Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Um, It sounds promising, but it also sounds uh, quite adult compared to what I would expect from Nickelodeon. But here's the caveat. It's going to be CGI, and it'll be the first ever CGI production at Nickelodeon Animation Studios. So I assume it'll be a little bit of a learning process for them as well. It's going to be distributed by Paramount Pictures. Um, I didn't get any information about when it's coming out, but... Yeah, the Turtles have shifted ownership rights through a few companies over the years. Nickelodeon now owns it. They've done a few cartoons. Mm -hmm. So, because like I said, there was already a CGI animated movie, but that's because I guess this is the first for Nickelodeon. From Nickelodeon, yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, the, the part that confuses me is the person who's writing the script did Neighbors and Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Which are very adult. Those are very adult-toned comedies. Absolutely. That's uh, where I'm confused as well. But Nickelodeon, I guarantee, is going to go for the child tone for this film. Yeah. There's no way this is going to be meant for adults. Right. So I don't so know So I don't know why they would have that writer unless he's just able to do it for kids I don't... yeah but like that combined with seth rogan also leads me to believe very adult content yeah so again i mean we'll see what happens but i'm kind of wondering if there's going to be a creative differences situation somewhere along the there's line there's gotta be i this sounds very <laughs> very unorthodox for yeah what they're trying Unless to achieve. Unless the main fuck, maybe Nickelodeon Animation Studios is trying to branch out too. Who the fuck knows? I yeah. guess we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. Show April's boobs. <laughs> Seth Rogen walks out. He's like, they wouldn't let me show her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Creative differences. <laughs> yeah. Creative differences. They wouldn't They wouldn't let April's boobs be showing. So yeah. I had to leave. Creatively, I couldn't show her boobs. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to get up and walk the fuck out. <laughs> It was like a twist where he could show boobs, but he had to show different boobs. And Diff- that was the creative oh, difference. It was the type of boobs? The type of boobs that they could oh, show okay. were not what he wanted. Yeah. Splinter, Splinter's getting kind of old. He's yeah. kind of getting a little bit saggy down there. Ew. 
those were the boobs they could show. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I mean, obviously, Turtles was a big part of my childhood. Yes. I still have a box full of the action enormous figures. Enormous box full. Of enormous, is it? It's huge. <laughs> I don't think we're talking about my toys anymore. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little skeptical about this. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they haven't really done the greatest with the franchise so far. Um, like they have animated shows, they're fine. From what I've seen, I haven't watched the current one, but I know they took this weird animated style to it that people are not too fond of. Right. Teach their own. Nickelodeon's trying to put a twist on it. Yeah. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Speaking of a twist, do you remember the movie Twister? Yes. Not to be mistaken with Twister the Game, Mm. which was never turned into a movie. Yeah. Maybe someday. That probably would not fly right now. I don't think people are allowed to play Twister these days. Okay, you're not too close together. Well, as long as you're in your own home. Yeah, true. Wearing a mask. Yeah, wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the Twister movie mm-hmm. starring Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt. So haven't heard that name in a while. For real. So oh, you're just, and the cow. <laughs> okay, so you're just talking about who was in the original movie, right? They're not going to be in it again. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm good. just saying <laughs> just the Twister sure. film. Yes. From '96, it was the disaster film about storm chasers. Yes. Starring these two. Yes. Or sorry, three. The cow was yeah. a big star. Yeah. Uh, it's getting a reboot. So I don't, I mean, obviously Bill Paxton's passed away. I don't know if Helen Hunt has died. Uh, I'm assuming she hasn't. Haven't heard about her I in a while. Figure she's just out chasing storms still with her. Yeah. With her cow. Uh, but the Top Gun Maverick director, Joseph Kaczynski, is in talks to direct the reboot for Twister. Uh, there is no writer on board as of yet to helm of the film and there is no real idea of whether it's going to be a sequel tied into the other ones the same story at all or if it's just going to be title alone that's the reboot yeah i mean i assume they're going to update at the very least to what technology is now yeah probably make it a bigger disaster story yeah you know like throw some sharks in the mix yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, they have to have sharks. <laughs> if there's no sharks, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's In fact, why don't you guys just team up with Atlantis? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll be the premise of Atlantis. Yeah. They have to stop this giant twister with sharks in it. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what they'll call it. <laughs> I don't know. There's nothing that could make any sense that would really articulate what the scenario was no, I happening mean, I, I'm, I'll be to really them. impressed when they figure out what to name that. I mean, I'm interested in this, but yeah. I, like I said, I have to assume they're going to put it in the sense of like uh, San Andreas or, you know, like those yes. big yeah. disaster films where in fact, the entire right. country's fucked, not just, <laughs> yeah, not in, just Kansas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would be very surprised if Dwayne Johnson was not cast for this movie. <laughs> yeah. Now that you mention it. He's just there to fight the twister. Yeah, he just has to punch it to death. Yeah, yeah. he like has to fly into the eye of the storm and, and he beat has to it like up. punch the middle of it so yeah. it'll settle down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm here for it. He's Fuck like it. an occupation that's not even relevant to the situation. Yeah, he's like I'm an accountant. <laughs> you can account on me to get rid of this twister. Yep. I'm yep. on board. I'm yeah. on board. Let's do it. You know what else I'm on board with? What? A pirate ship. God damn it. But also, Michael Keaton is in talks to reprise the role of Batman. Okay. I guess you could say Batman Returns. Returns. (laughs) (laughs) 
or again. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Again, you want to simplify things, that's fine. That's your thing. All right. Uh, yeah, so this was kind of big fucking news. Uh, yeah. Apparently he is rumored to be in talks to reprise the role as Bruce Wayne slash Batman. So, uh, okay. What? This has to be a different alternate timeline then, right? Because... He exists in the root timeline where Ben Affleck is Batman, right? Because of Justice League? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's been 28 years since Batman Returns came out, which starred Michael Keaton. That's fucking crazy. And he's supposedly in talks for to be in the Flash film, which it's not official. But oh, okay. That's the role that he's supposedly going to be coming back to start in. Interesting. Uh, but... It's believed that he would be doing a Nick Fury-type role, which that is according to Deadline. Okay. Uh, And he'd be introducing the multiverse concept into the DCEU for the Flash film, which then would bring him into, like, other films at times as obviously supporting characters. I don't think he's going to be the Batman fighting crime at this point. Here's my problem with all of this. I think that this is a thing that's happening, but here's the the confusing thing this to me contradicts the entire concept of what just happened in the arrowverse infinity crisis or whatever it was crisis on first on on infinite earths yeah so at the end of all of that spoilers all the different multiverses got destroyed and there's only just the one universe now that Mm -hmm. all are now on right and that was their way of putting everybody in the same earth so they don't have to deal with the fucking multiverse shit in the show right yeah but there's only the hero from one like there's only one of each hero i think okay it doesn't matter the point is there is only one universe in the storyline that they just did yes and they said that they were basically bringing everybody in at the end they showed all these different characters they had dc universe streaming service shows they had those characters in it they had the implication of the Flash from the DCEU with Ezra Miller uh, making a cameo in the show. Yeah. So the implications are they are all now unified into one universe for the show, for the movies, for everything. It's all together now. Right. So that contradicts the idea that there's going to be a multiverse because at this point, if it's all connected now, there is no multiverse. Right. That's a fair point. Not to mention they already have a Batman, which is being made right now. Yeah. Uh, which is not the same Batman, as far as we are aware. Mm -hmm. So they would have to have a multiverse, right? Yes. So does this mean that this is going to be somehow them trying to fix the fact that there is not a multiverse? I would imagine... They're clearly doing a flashpoint, right? Yeah. So my confusion is that it makes me wonder if they're kind of backtracking on the whole TV universe being involved with movie universe. Maybe you shouldn't have fucking done it then. Yeah. Because I wonder, because it seems like it'd be very difficult to, I don't, I mean, maybe there, I mean, I don't know fucking comic book science. So there may be a way to the rebirth of the universe or fucking whatever. I mean, of course it's comics. Multiverse, yeah. But I mean, maybe that was just, all for shits and gigs and it meant nothing maybe it was all just fun cameos and they don't actually imply anything right connected to the movies right that's my suspicion but they didn't really specify that and all of the news stories after that episode were holy shit 
it's all connected. Yeah. And nobody corrected that it was not. True, because they want you to keep, they wanted to get press on it and they wanted people to go watch either end. So, yeah. They probably were like, we're not going to tell them it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, so, what I'm expecting is this is either going to create the multiverse or him going back in time for Flashpoint reasons, which mm-hmm. again is going to be for the DCEU to establish different characters that are no yeah. longer in the, you know, like you referenced Ben Affleck. Yes. Okay. So, I'm assuming then whatever he does in time, in the past, is going to affect the future, which then means that the multiverse does exist because that was no longer erased. Right. I see what you're saying there. You know, it's a... It's a fucking paradox. I I guess, yeah. Yeah. I just... Anyways. Uh, But what they also could be doing is setting up uh, Batman Beyond, I feel Mm. like. Okay. With an older Batman, they could be setting up that kind of concept where yeah. they bring in a new Batman who's of the future. Yeah, and that would make more sense with the Nick Fury type role, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's more of like, I don't know, leadery, supervisory type. He's in the movies, but he's not like there fighting. He's just yeah. there. He's like coordinating. Yeah, or whatever. exactly. Yeah, and then yeah. occasionally he'll shoot somebody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I imagine it'll be twice as good because he'll have two eyes. <laughs> All right. We don't know that, though. That's very true. Yeah. It's big news. Yeah. Assuming it's true. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see Um, what happens with that. But it's also a very interesting move because that means that it also implies that they could be... So does that then mean that Joker is a part of DCEU and the concept of multiverse? Does that mean the other films are part of it? Yeah. That were not a part of DCEU? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, they could do that. They could... It would be an easy way for them to justify all of these different characters existing with other versions of them yeah in the same like production times right very true so this would easily fix their joker problem for Mm -hmm. sure that they clearly have that's fair i guess you could say it's a as of right now an unsolved mystery yeah and netflix knows a little bit about unsolved mysteries apparently yes they do (laughs) they are bringing back the old show of unsolved mysteries to netflix which i am absolutely jazzed for yeah Yeah. this came out of the blue i feel Mm -hmm. like yeah july 1st is the premiere date for the show looks like they're gonna have about six episodes Mm -hmm. it's a pretty long trailer it kind of felt like it was a vibe of forensic files Mm -hmm. meets like more of a interview yeah style like um was it like confession tape not confession tapes but one of those ones that we yeah watched. yeah there's one interviews of the yeah i know there's interviews but it's also going to follow a narrative style be, um basically the reenactment type stuff for this the story part mm-hmm. as far as i read because they could not they decided to go away from the um narrator but they obviously felt that they could not replace robert stack who yeah was the original narrator that everyone loved yeah I'm really excited for this. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, I, I I mean, I imagine it's going to be more than just murders. I'm assuming it's going to be more about people who just disappear and they don't have a resolution to whether they were killed or not. Right. You know, Nobody it, knows. And be, even based off like the list, it looked like a list of six episodes that they mm-hmm. showed at the end. Yeah. One was about a UFO, which I yeah. kind of caught from the trailer. It felt like, yeah. Yeah, one of these is about. This is definitely going to have some... <laughs> UFO aspect, stuff. whether it's actually what happened, who knows, but yeah. uh, definitely given that tone, yeah, it's not just about murders, it's 
you know, it's, it's going beyond that, mm-hmm. which the show was. Yes, that's true. You know, sometimes it had like paranormal kind of shit in right, there. Right, right. Uh, as far as our rating system, I'm going to give this a treasure because it has my interest a lot to revisit Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, same. I'm absolutely giving I this mean, a treasure. We're in a time where cold case files in documentary form are like the thing, right? Yes, so absolutely. Yeah. It's just really more of that. So if anything, you could think of Unsolved Mysteries as ahead of its time. <laughs> Very true. Very true. You know what else I kind of want to see come back? America's Most Wanted. That would be interesting. They should do that. And he had the tragic story about his son, and I'm sure yes. spawned his passion for the project. Right. There's only a certain amount of passion that comes with being personally affected by something like that. Get on it, Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> swing, swing that big dick energy against yeah, Netflix. Yeah, absolutely. Two competing shows. <laughs> So what about you? I'm also going to give it a treasure. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And soon. It was like, what, a couple days from now? Yep. It's okay. right around so, the corner. And it's six episodes. We could binge that by the next episode, Fuck probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then we will solve the mysteries for you guys. Yeah. So don't even watch yeah. it. Don't even bother. We'll let you know. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, Kingsman. Or Kingsman. Yeah. Which is the prequel to the Kingsman Yes. series which we have what two movies yes uh forgot about this film yeah all, a, a long time ago mm-hmm. it, it was you know they had a few trailers mm-hmm. it was originally coming out on february 14th of this year that got delayed to september 18th so given the date that it originally had when it was delayed i don't think that it was because of the pandemic it seems like yeah unrelated there was another reason that they because they delayed it back in november of 2019 so there must have been some other post-production issues that they were having or whatever so i mean yeah. i guess they kind of dodged that bullet yeah it's they had already preemptively <laughs> postponed it past the point that we're all yeah uh as far as the trailer itself don't feel like i saw anything that was really that much more than we've seen in the previous trailers yeah, I agree. Like, there's a little bit more, but, like, it was more of the same context of what we've already seen. Yeah, that's so, true. So, it's really just a matter of whether you care to see this or not. It, the trailer, yeah. I don't think, is going to change anything for people. Yeah. Um, They gave it, like, a different song that was, mm-hmm. you know, popular and yeah. tied into the trailer. Yeah. I did feel like they focused a little bit more on the villain, though. Or who I assume is the villain the back of the person's head on the table probably yeah Yeah. so they're clearly trying to make rasputin was a bigger role in the trailer this time around but i think that he's more of a pawn than yeah the actual baddie of this film Mm -hmm. uh i'm gonna have to say i'm gonna give it a typical it it didn't really i I already wanted to see this film the the trailer didn't do it for me yeah so it the didn't trailer make you itself. want to see it more. It's just like, yep, yeah. I still want to see that. Yeah, so the trailer is yeah. a typical for me. Okay. Um, I really liked this trailer, but I think it's also been a really long time since I saw the last trailer. So I I would give it a treasure. Okay. I liked the accent of whoever was talking in the trailer. I thought it was cool. Uh, I think it was Sean Connery. Are you fucking with me? Yes, or? I am. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> I'm glad you asked I like, How because you know? I was just going to leave it at that. <laughs> and the listeners would probably be like, so Sean Connery's a part of this. Yeah. <laughs> and they would never know. That's true. 
until September 18th. <laughs> uh, I mean, moving into September a little bit earlier. Yes. Uh, September 4th, we finally got the launch date for The Boys Season 2. Yes, we did. And a new trailer. A few. We, several. We've, we've seen a few things. Two there was a, trailers a sneak, and a clip, I think. Yeah, a yeah. clip, which was basically introducing Stormfront, mm-hmm. which was a gender-swapped uh, character, mm-hmm. uh, another superhero mm-hmm. character uh, similar to Homelander. And the character of Stormfront is played by actress Aya Cash, who I know her from You Are the Worst, the FX show. Yes. And she was amazing in that show. So mm-hmm. I am excited to see her in this. Let me know if you ever find out that show is on a streaming service that we have. Because I'm interested to check it out. Okay. I okay. think we might have access to the FXX app, though. Okay. You could still watch it if it's there. Uh, okay, I don't know. I'll, I'll check. See if it's okay. even on there. They might do that weird shit where they only have, like, the latest season. Yeah, they're like, yeah. Okay. So I'll check for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's a great actress. I... I was very excited to see her yeah put in this show because this is a good show for her yeah and the little bit that we saw of her character i already hate her which means she's doing a good job yeah. so <laughs> you know she's gonna be the piss off homelander uh, yeah yeah for sure so i'm i'm excited for that new new character and kind of yeah game change situation honestly she her, the way she was in the scene it felt like she yep she's the same character from you oh, are yeah? the worst okay but that's fine. Yeah. She, she did a great job with that yeah. character. That's funny. I'm going to assume maybe less of a mental problem. Yeah. That she had on the show. But. Yeah. I mean. You never maybe, know. Maybe you never, you know. never know. They cover a lot of things on the boys. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other trailer that we watched, it seemed to be focused on Black Noir. Um, on a little side mission he had going on. And it was yeah. pretty fucking intense. Mm-hmm. Literally, we watched yeah, it and we were was... like, oh, fuck. Like. <laughs> Yeah, if you saw if you saw the first trailer for the season one, they basically topped that uh-huh. with the graphic stuff. Very impressive. I didn't know that was possible. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm very interested, and so I assume that means he's going to be a bigger role in this season, yeah. which they kind of they uh, alluded to at, at uh, C2E2. C2E2. Yes. When we were there for the panel. Yes, they they didn't indicate that. Yes. So, and I'm really curious if they're going to reveal who he is. I bet they will. You don't think so? I think maybe at the end of the season, but I think I think they might not. From my understanding with the comics, uh, the character's reveal is a big thing. Uh-huh. I don't know who it is in the comics, okay. but from my understanding, it's like a thing. Yeah. So I assume they're going to get into that at some point. Yeah. Which my, my assumption is it's going to be a character we already know. Right. In a way that we would not expect them. Yeah. Right. So I'm very interested in that. Yeah, definitely. But it was interesting that they didn't really show anybody else. In that trailer. It That's was true. just it him. It was just him. That's a good point. And then, um, his name, Esposito. The big, he, he's made, like the boss guy. He's of the boss the, of the company yeah. that owns them. Yeah. Which <laughs> I think he was like a scene in the first yeah, season. Yeah, he was so revealed, but that was it. But clearly taking the, the front all about this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Very much. I mean, I was already all about this show, yeah. but the trailer, the clip, <laughs> it all worked to really get me more excited. Yeah. Amp you up. Yeah. So I am going to have to say treasure, obviously. Yeah. 100%. It's a treasure for me as well. It was so... That that trailer, the one we just watched, was like... I literally like looked away. Like I I was like, oh God. Yeah. Like I couldn't even... Yeah. I think I responded vocally yeah. with, oh. 
So I I hope that it's I'm sure it's going to be just as bananas in watching it as well. So yeah. I can't wait. And I've been reading the comic. I've finished like the first uh, book of it. I think yeah. it was like six of them. Yeah. Like, and then you found out afterwards that you're like, well, it's not over. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was only the one. <laughs> then I found out, oh, there's a second one. I'm like, okay. And then shortly after that, I found, oh, no, there's six there's of them. There's six of them. Okay. Uh, cool. So it explains a lot because yeah. so far the comic <laughs> has not been anywhere near the level of the show. Got it. And I was really disappointed in it. So I'm I'm hoping it gets a lot better mm-hmm. <laughs> in the comic because yeah. people claim the comics are really good. Yeah. Yeah. They're so. obviously like three books in then. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> That's really it for our trailer trash or treasure. Yeah. And we watched a couple things. Yeah. This week. We did. Not as much as I'd like. Yeah. I watched, I randomly started, put on Mrs. America on Hulu which I was just like intrigued by because I love Kate Blanchett. I think she's good in every single role. Um, and I was like, ah, fuck it. Let's check it out. Turns out it's not at all what I expected. I don't know what I did expect, but it wasn't this. Uh, it's basically you get to watch um, a an activist group from back in the, I think it's the 60s. You see two different sides of the same story. The title Um, You get to see two different sides of the same story of back in the 60s where these two different opposing activist groups, one led by the Daughters of the American Revolution in real life and in this this show, it's, um, what do they call it? They call themselves Stop. Stop ERA is what they're called. And the ERA was the Equal Rights Amendment. And I know it sounds pretty boring, but it's got a really, really good cast. Um, Rose Byrne plays Gloria Steinem. If any of you are... Radical feminists in here <laughs> listening to this, you'll know who Gloria Steinem is. Most people that did any kind of classwork in feminism, she's like the poster child. Um, and Kate Blanchett plays the main character, who is uh, Phyllis Schlafly, which is like the craziest name ever. And she leads a group of housewives, essentially, quote unquote, defending their right to be housewives whenever you have the women's right movement, rights movement trying to get it so that women can have equal rights. Um, it's a really weird thing. Like, I, I didn't find myself uh, agreeing with any of it. But, like, I it was nice to actually see both sides. Because I'm like, okay, I can understand where they're coming from. Because they're terrified that their daughters are going to be drafted into the war. Or they're going to be whatever. You know? Like, I get I understood it a little bit more by watching yeah. it as a fictional series rather than... And given the time, that might have been a very real concern yes uh at the idea of equal rights meaning everyone's the same and that means they're treated the same (laughs) absolutely so i i I find myself understanding how both sides feel watching this show and the acting is incredible it's got a really all-star cast i only mentioned two big names but there's a lot of people that you'll recognize if you watch this um so if you're willing to watch some kind of like semi-historical fiction uh with really good great acting I recommend it. It's not particularly a comedy. There's some funny things in it, but it's more of a drama. Um, and it's got political themes and whatnot. So it's interesting. It's very interesting to see their portrayal of this this time period and this movement from both sides. So I'm going to give it a four. Americas. Okay. <laughs> Here, I thought there was only two. I guess. I, I don't know. I fucked that up. <laughs> no, there's four of them. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I would recommend it. Okay. And that's on Hulu? That's on Hulu, yes. Okay. Is it an original or is it just there? I think it's an original because I was going through looking at what I wanted to watch and I chose I wanted to look at the Hulu originals because I knew I wanted to find something I couldn't find anywhere else. Gotcha. Um, and you and I both watched a movie, a new movie that came out this week, Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. Yeah, not, not a long title at all. Nope. <laughs> We've just been calling it Eurovision and then I'm, I was like putting the notes down. I was like, oh, this, this is a whole bunch of extra shit here in yeah. this title. Okay. Yeah, it's fine print. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> uh, so this came out to Netflix and it has a 62% tomato meter, 80% audience score. And um, it was released on the 26th, and I'm reporting this as of the 30th. So only has four days of data, but it already had like 20 or 1,200 audience ratings and a lot of critic ratings. So the background is it was written by Will Ferrell and Andrew Steele, and Ferrell actually was introduced to the real Eurovision Song Contest by his wife, Vivica Pollan, who is Swedish. And he subsequently, really? <laughs> yeah, I know, I learned a lot. I was curious why the <laughs> fuck they chose. It seems so random, right? Um, and then, of course, he subsequently became infatuated with the show and um, wanted and started this project. So he had a, it was originally planned to release at the same time as the 2020 event, but since that was canceled, they delayed it by a month and it ended up coming out in June. It was originally supposed to air at the same time as the show, the actual contest. Gotcha. So that would have been funny, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's good, though, because all of the people throughout Europe would have been torn about which one to watch instead. Fair point. Yeah. So now they don't have to <laughs> choose yeah. they can yeah. enjoy all of it exactly so we've got a it was a pretty decent cast um i mean i'd say pretty strong cast yeah i i, I just was it was a it was a very strong cast but there wasn't like a it was a good core cast and a lot of people that we didn't necessarily know because we hadn't watched uh the song contest the real one but yeah um, i honestly didn't the whole time watching this i wasn't sure if this was a real thing or if they were just making up a thing that's like American Idol. Yeah, I knew that it existed, but I didn't know what it was like because I'd never actually watched it. I've seen like clips of it. That's it. Um, so we had Will Ferrell, who was the main character. He played Lars and Rachel McAdams as Secret, who was his friend or maybe somebody else. <laughs> probably Pro- not his sister. Probably not his sister. <laughs> as they constantly reference. As they constantly say, probably not. Are you guys siblings? Probably not. Yeah, no, prob- most likely no. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Uh, Pierce Brosnan was in it, which was like nuts. Um, he plays Eric Erickson, who's Lars's father. Um, and probably not Sigrid's father. <laughs> um, Dan Stevens plays Alexander Alexander Lemtov, the Russian contestant in Eurovision. And you might recognize him from Downton Abbey. Um, and he was also in, I already forgot the name of the fucking show again. Legion. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you pointed that out, and I was like, is that him? It's him, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I didn't even yeah. catch that. Yeah. Um, and Demi Lovato was in it. She played Katiana, the, who was like an Icelandic singer who was the favorite for the Icelandic competition to make it into Eurovision, which I thought was kind of funny seeing her supposedly be Icelandic. <laughs> is she not? No. Oh, okay. Well, see. Yeah. She's Latina of some kind. Okay. Yeah. Um, so like she normally has like dark brown hair. And so it was funny to see her as like a bleach blonde. I had mm. never seen her that way. Gotcha. Uh, and this is my favorite cast member, which I did not realize why I recognized her the whole time. Melisanti Mahut, I think is how you say her name. She played Mita, the Greek contestant in Eurovision. She is actually the actress known for playing Cassandra in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the video game for anybody 
who cares about video games. Ugh, and I love Laka. that. <laughs> and I obviously played the shit out of that game, and so did you. So um, I thought that was really cool to learn that she's in a live action role. And she, I think she did a good job, too. Um, and there were a million other like cameos and guests that were previous participants and winners of the real Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, there's way too many to list, but you yeah, can they check had like a specific scene that was like the song. a sing along was like yes. everyone had like a, a part in the song. Yeah, and it they was did like, like a, I didn't know who any of the fucking people were. But we're like, you but know, I was like, someone. <laughs> they are obviously somebody in Europe that yes, I just don't understand. Yes, exactly. So, it, that one scene did feel like it didn't match the rest of the film. Yeah, and it's it was a really cool scene. I liked it, but it was like I wish I knew who these people were. Uh, basic premise of the movie is Lars and Secret are childhood friends and they make music together and it's Lars's dream to win Eurovision Song Contest because he wants to earn his dad's uh, pride, I Respect. guess. Respect, yeah. He feels like his dad doesn't, uh, he, he does not proud of him and he doesn't respect him. So he wants to do this because he thinks it'll get his love. Um, and then by a series of strange events and lots of luck, they end up making it to the semifinals and then a lot of shit goes down when they meet the other contestants and undergo the pressure of being at such a huge public event. I tried to be super vague here because a lot of the shit that happens is really weird and it's, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. It, they're, they're plot points to get them where they are in this film. But at the same time, everything about this film is so predictable. Yeah, that's true. One of the big things that happens, I was pretty much right on par as soon as it happened i was like okay this is because of that yes and then later on sure enough it happens yeah but <laughs> they don't really go into that kind of stuff as much as i thought they would have which yeah surprised there's some things me. that definitely are not explained but you're kind of like eh, whatever. yeah i think that this you're just supposed to just take it for what it is yes. and it's not about the realities of how things would have actually played out right. it's just like they have this ridiculous luck yeah and this carefree like mindset or, or that, luck <laughs> yeah probably probably not probably not probably luck. not yeah <laughs> uh yeah it was funny yeah. I, I had a great I time i really liked it uh, i saw a lot of people on social media saying uh if you don't know eurovision or islamic culture uh-huh. it's not as funny to people and that you wouldn't understand a lot of the jokes that they made so i'm assuming i just you must be Icelandic. Didn't understand. <laughs> That's the alternative is I am secretly Icelandic <laughs> and have a love for Eurovision that yeah. I never knew about. Yeah. I mean, this makes me want to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I guess I'm assuming I didn't understand things as much as I should have, but somehow I still you enjoyed it. You already them. found it funny, so it yeah. didn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think it was really good. I, I know that there's people that don't really care for will ferrell's humor or whatever but like a you're wrong <laughs> some people i've noticed again on social media referenced it like he's not good anymore and like he hasn't had good movies in a while and he's, i'm surprised it's by that the same as I, I don't i mean yeah this is literally <laughs> the humor of any other it's stepbrothers any it's other one old of those school movies. yeah it's, it's Teledega Nights. Yeah, it's, it's just like that. It's you know, just a little bit more Blades ridiculous. Of, whatever that fucking Blades of Glory. Blades yeah, of Glory. it's just a little. I want to say Blades of Steel, but that's a right hockey on, game. It's right on par with um, Blades of Glory because I think those these two have a lot in exactly. common because he's wearing fucking head to toe spandex the whole goddamn movie, 
for one. And so that might be distracting to some I think they even people. had a joke, too, about him having a bigger dick. Yeah. Uh, stuffing <laughs> yeah, a sock I in I want to his... make my ding dong look bigger than it really is. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. What man is going to say, no, nah, I don't want people to think it's bigger than it really is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's like a ridiculous, completely... Mostly unrealistic comedy, uh, but there's there's some grounding elements to it. There's like a moral to the story and yeah. a happy whatever. You know, like it's it's nice. I think it's fun and it's 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 what we need in society right now is something like that to distract us from horrible stuff. Yeah, it, yeah. It, a lo- <laughs> yeah. A couple things I took away from this. Mm-hmm. One, I I want this to be a joint universe with Elf. Agreed. And he he is the elf okay that they reference uh-huh. in this movie okay okay it's not a spoiler that no it's, it's not. like yeah Islamic it's Icelandic folklore. folklore they believe in these elves yeah so which was a whole funny gimmick the yeah. whole time yeah I, I want that to be a thing where he's yeah. he's the elf they refer to yeah uh two I was really 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 hoping that their song was going to be some kind of European rendition of Boats and hose. <laughs> no, their song was beautiful, though. It was. Yeah, I really liked the song. I wasn't. It was catchy. I don't know if you yeah. caught my foot was tapping yeah. Yeah. during the the ending yeah. where they had that song. Yeah, yeah, it made me want to listen to those songs again. Like almost all of them in the show, I was like, I would listen to that. Well, yeah. lucky for you, there's a movie that's on Netflix you could just go yeah. watch again. There's also a soundtrack. Yeah, and fun fact: Rachel McAdams sang the songs, but she was. They blended her voice with a blender. No, they blended her voice with she. Um, she sang into a blender. They capped it and then they blended it. Yeah, Molly Sandin. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, um, but she goes by. She has like a musical profile named My Mariana. I think is her middle name. Um, but she's a previous contestant on junior eurovision apparently and she's got an incredible voice why wouldn't they call it junior eurovision i don't know maybe that means something in another language that we don't know (laughs) um but uh she's saying the same songs as rachel mcadams and they blended their voices together because apparently they worked really well and harmonized together so Hmm. i think i thought it was cool that um rachel mcadams did actually sing the songs she wasn't lip syncing so yeah and i wanted to give a shout out to molly sandin because her voice is gorgeous so i was impressed her blended voice her blended voice fair enough you couldn't say that her full voice is you're right you're right i couldn't so (laughs) want to hold you accountable yeah oh i really enjoyed this absolutely Uh, honestly to the point that if you made a sequel i'd be okay with it i'm down yeah i'll watch it bring in some other European like bands that yeah. have ridiculous characters that are like you know competing in the next one with yeah. him. Yeah, I even liked that they had kind of little side stories going on with some of the other contestants. That there was there was other things going on with people other than the, their face value. It wasn't just the typical tropes. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and I will say like the there was like some characters where I was like, is he is he a bad guy? You yeah, know, like there's gotta be a bad guy, right? Yeah, is he the bad guy? Where's is he the, the bad, bad guy? guy? Is that the one? Like, yeah. there are technically bad guys yeah. in this, but like, there's not really because... But they show you that they're not always... Like, it's not all bad. There's there's a level... Yes, they are the bad guy in this situation, but that doesn't mean that they're always the bad guy or that there's not 
Like, they give you explanations of both sides of the story for all of these little scenarios. I think it's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. Well, um, I am going to give it a five because I really liked it. And it's just my, my I'm into it. I like that kind of humor and I liked the music and I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. How about you? I'm going to give it five as well. What? Nice. Ding dong. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to say that. Yeah, it was like, I think it was a little over two hours. It was a longer film. Okay. But I think if you love Will Ferrell films, you're you're not going to be disappointed. Yeah, and you in any way like music, yeah. you'll be down. Yeah. yeah. I think Netflix is doing really well with their yeah. comedy films lately. Yeah. I mean, the Wrong Missy we watched a yeah. couple weeks ago. Yeah. This one's done well for me. So right. I... I think they're they're on something with Definitely. their with their comedies. Yeah, it seems that way. Well, that's gonna do it. Uh, that's it for our episode. And if you're interested in interacting with us all week long, you can check us out on Facebook. We have a group named Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. And don't forget to rate, review, or subscribe on your favorite podcast service. We'd really appreciate any reviews so we can get exposure. Other people can find out about us. Um, Or you can give us direct feedback or content requests or suggestions directly to our email at dtfpod at gmail.com. Or you can also find us on dtfcast.com or follow Steven on social media. At ClassyCatDad on Instagram and Twitter. That's it for episode 42 of Dissecting This Fiction. Sure is. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.